Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Oh shit, uh, I just got uh, one of my free agents in uh, my fantasy basketball league. That's cool. Some nice. FB, some fullback, some fantasy basketball. Some yeah. hardwood heroes. <laughs> <laughs> hardwood heroes would be a fantastic podcast name. <laughs> I want to use that as the cold open, even though it had nothing to do with our episode. We're going to call it hard. Just uh, Chris be like, oh, I got some free agency. <laughs> some hardwood heroes. Football's right around the corner. Get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And with the NFL returning, DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly when you bet $1 or more on any football game. Listen up, because you don't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 or more on any Week 1 game to receive $200 in free bets instantly. Sportsbook is not yet available in your state. DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. And for week one, DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at $1 million top prize. Nothing adds to the excitement of watching a game quite like having a free shot at a $1 million. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game and get a free shot at a million dollar top prize with your first deposit. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Drew, take it away. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Brews and Bruins podcast, episode 77 of season two, Raymond Bork. In the building, not in the building, we're not that cool. <laughs> He's uh, definitely not in the building. Nor are building? we in a building. Yeah. The Bruise and Bruins podcast is uh, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network, as we are the Hockey Podcast Network podcast. 
presented by Bruins Die Hard, sponsored by DraftKings. There's an ad read earlier done by either me or Cam in our uh, soft, gentle voices. I am Drew Johnson. I am here with Chris Hasbrook and Cam Gear. Uh, just kidding. Chris Gear and Cam Hasbrook. What How are you guys joke. doing? What are you guys fooled thinking? everybody. <laughs> I am so funny. Hey, maybe there was a first-time listener. Now you don't know which was which. Um, yeah, what are you guys drinking? How are you guys doing? All right, so uh, on the last last episode, I featured an Honest Weight beer. Uh, and that's pretty much all I got. So um, well, I guess last episode I did Mick Ultra, but um, last episode I had an actual beer from a brewery. Um, and I got another one of those. Uh, this one is one that I haven't tried yet. Comes in a bottle, um, and it's a weird one. Uh, we've got a World of Echoed Mixed Culture Farmhouse Ale Brewed with Malted Wheat conditioned in stainless with apricots and it is six percent alcohol by volume there's like a little bit of orange in like i think that's some of the sediment that was at the bottom that kind of went into the head so this will be interesting we'll see what happens okay yeah it doesn't really taste like a beer i'm gonna be honest Kind of tastes like, ooh, kind of tastes like apricot juice. Uh, well, is it apricot or apricot? Depends on what I, part of the world you're from. Yeah, I, I usually pronounce it apricot. Um, There's an apricot for that. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, I guess it doesn't remind me of a farmhouse ale. I usually get kind of that like weird um, spiciness. Um, yeah, this is like. Just like a good solid beer. Um, let's say a drinkability. Give it like a 20. Dings it a little bit because it is pretty pretty bitter. But tasteability, you can absolutely taste it. Um, 34. All right. Hell yeah. Um, I am drinking uh, what is not a beer. It's a truly tropical punch hard seltzer and it's not really even a seltzer either actually um it's just like straight up carbonated soda there's so much fucking sugar in this i mean it's so sweet i don't know if it's actually sugar or fake apparently there's only one gram of sugar and a thousand grams of other sweetened shit um yeah (laughs) yep uh let's see here drinkability like high because of the taste because it's very sweet but also low because of the taste, because it's very sweet. Um, <laughs> you could drink a lot of it, and you wouldn't have too many issues unless you're one of those people that like struggles to handle a lot of sweet stuff. Um, I feel like if you're like a freshman in college who is also 21 years of age, then you could drink <laughs> a lot of these and not have a problem, and then you'd probably hate yourself the next morning because you still get a massive headache. Um, but I think any uh, adults with a developed taste buds would probably want to stop after one and two because it's very, very sweet. Um, so drinkability, I'm going to give it like a, a 10 just because, uh, yeah, it's going to it's gonna cause problems if you crush too many of them. Taste, I mean, you can taste the shit out of that. Like I said, you open a seltzer and you expect it to be like more, I always think of like seltzer as like an aroma rather than a flavor. It's like you drink it and you're like, I can sense lemon or lime or blueberry or whatever the fuck it is but you don't really taste it this you 100 percent taste so for that reason i'm going to give it like a 35 uh, but for the integrity of the podcast 
I also would like to review a Chicago beer that I took some notes on. I was just out there for a wedding. Uh, shout out to my cousin DJ and his newlywed wife, Kate. Uh, fantastic ceremony and stuff. Um, but I also stopped at a bunch of breweries and bars along the way. And I drank this one. I got a picture of it for the uh, for the, the pod house here. Can't really see because it's on a screen. But it is an Around the Bend Pretty Lights Belgian Triple Ale with Cranberry. Uh, I was intrigued by that. I'm not sure if I've seen a Cranberry beer before. I probably have at some point. But uh, I was intrigued. Triple Ales are usually pretty uh, hefty on the alcohol percentage. Um, kind of hoppier a lot of times so having a, a nice cranberry to balance that out i thought the sweet tart bitterness would kind of work and uh it did it certainly did drinkability is gonna be real low on this one because it was it was like eight percent and it was heavy on the tart um not so much like a pure sour but kind of just like a tarted back taste to it if it makes sense on the on the back end of it a little bit uh drinkability probably in like the five to six range taste also very high i'm gonna give it like a 31 um Good beer. I haven't had too many Chicago breweries before, but I was I was interested to see that the only main brewery that made it out there was Allagash, which I'm not I'm not terribly surprised. I think they're kind of the big yeah. one out of the, the Portland area, but yeah, it's definitely like the stereotypical main beer is Allagash just because of yeah. its reach. Um, yeah. I am drinking a stereotypical Boston beer. It is from Lord Hobo Brewing, one of my favorite brewing companies. Uh, the six one seven hazy IPA with 6.17 alcohol volume percent niche um <laughs> so called alcohol points 6.7 alcohol points, points. 6.17 yeah. a little more than a touchdown um on this one uh yeah i've had it on the podcast before and we debated whether or not it's exactly 6.17 percent and there's someone's job to like make sure <laughs> um, definitely not yeah mass spectrometer get that shit out um but yeah, I mean, it's uh, on taste. You can definitely taste it, but it's a little soft for an IPA. Um, it's definitely some soft. hoppiness there, but it's like it's Give not too intense. Soft, Lord Hobo. Wicked soft. in the fucking corners. No, Fuck. no, I don't mean the beer. I just mean the taste. You know, so it's a little, it's a little muted, but I like that because it it really resembles like an actual like just pale ale, you know um it feels like something i would drink at a red sox game 100 percent um so taste i'm gonna go with a 25 um drinkability certainly drinkable uh per usual with ipas you don't necessarily want to crush them i mean it's fun to crush them but not something you want to do every night um so drinkability gonna go with a 21 sweet and thus wraps our drink segment. To, to answer your earlier question of how are you doing that you kind of asked in concert with the uh, yeah uh, the beers question, uh, I feel like Cam and I have had some adventures over the past few days, so we should probably talk about that a little bit. Yeah, um, go for it. I yeah, got yeah. I got a couple things too, but I was down in Philly and Jersey for a few days, uh, playing in a little uh, little scramble golf tournament, and. Uh, Unfortunately, we did not come out the victors. We lost in a five-hole playoff. Wow. Um, one of the most insane experiences of my life was uh, having a, I guess it was a marshal from the golf course, come out and ask us what the fuck we were doing with eight people playing like the, we were playing like the sixth hole in the <laughs> like middle of the afternoon. 
after finishing 18 holes, um, along with, I, I think it was like 16 people uh, watching. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that was something. Uh, no one could make a birdie. Eventually, we lost on the fifth on the fifth hole uh, when their only good player made a birdie, and that was really upsetting. But overall, good time. Got to see a bunch of my college friends, and uh, yeah, got to hang out in Philly for a bit too. Now, how big was this event? Because it sounds like a, you just dropped a hell of a humble brag that you made it to a five hole playoff in like what sounds like a golf tournament. But did you say sixteen people or sixty people? Because a big difference there. I'm 16. curious. So we okay, we had... still still impressive, but I wasn't sure if you were you were running the pack of sixty. I was like, shit, I've never known that Chris. Was <laughs> and those are people just out before. there to like, watch. It was on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You may have seen it. It was called like the U.S. <laughs> Open. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Ryder Cup. It was a bro- yeah, broadcast on uh, WWIP in Philly. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it was uh, I, I second time that they've done that. I, I wasn't planning it last year. It's kind of hard to organize stuff like that with them because I'm across the country. But um, our our team was entirely new people. Like I I knew all three of my teammates, but uh, they didn't play in it last year either. And uh, yeah, we played pretty well, but. Um, would have liked to have avoided some of the mistakes we made, but um, that's golf. Got to deep. Hit yeah, the green I mean, regulation. <laughs> you got to hit, hit fairways, hit greens, hit your gears, uh, make, make your putts. Uh, we we didn't do some of those things, and uh, you know, it's hindsight's probably better than twenty twenty because you know twenty twenty's average vision, but um, the <laughs> twenty twenty sucked too. So. <laughs> It's like fuck looking through shit. a microscope. Yeah, twenty twenty, but uh, it did start like torrential downpour, uh, like on the tenth hole, and probably for like four holes, it was absolutely just flooded. And uh, one of my buddies, Mark, made like back to back putts from like twenty feet, where he had to basically take a full swing and hit it through a pond. <laughs> That's always fun hitting that up. Water, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> but nice. Well, that sounds like a good time. Glad you enjoyed it. Nice connecting with the college friends. Thanks for the invite. Jesus. <laughs> we go way back. We we went to college together. I was I was early. I was a genius, so I got in uh, into college when I was supposed to be in high school. You know. Sick man. Thanks. No, not at all. Anyone who listens to this know that is absolutely not true. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, yeah, I got to see some college friends too. I, like I said, my cousin got married out in, uh, in Chicago this last week on Saturday at this point. Um, but then I also flew into Baltimore to see my other cousin, kind of see some college friends sort of en route to Chicago, uh, from up here in Portland. So that was awesome. Famously um, on the way to Chicago. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's easier to get time off at blocks and all that. So, um, but yeah, no, it was great. I mean, uh, got to see a couple baseball games too. I went to uh, Camden Yards, where I used to work, which will always hold a place in my heart. Great ballpark. Um, got to see Shohei Otani pitch and hit. Um, turns out he's a bust. He gave up three home runs to the Orioles, and he went like over three. So it's pretty, pretty <laughs> sad sucks. to say he sucks. Overrated. Yeah, sucks. Um, sample size and whatnot. Uh, and then I also got to uh, the South Side of Chicago to see game at guaranteed rate field which was cool um uh, i've already been to wrigley so that was obviously the better of the two experiences but i will say i got better vibes from the south side than i thought Uh, i did get there on a good weekend because it was white Sox cubs so battle of chicago 
And if you're following baseball at all this year, you're familiar with a very good White Sox team and especially post-deadline, a very not-good Cubs team. Um, it was a 13-to-1 final score with a 7 on fifth inning. Um, I had the White Sox money line, so it was good stuff. <laughs> um, but, no, it was a uh, – On DraftKings, the official draft daily King. fantasy partner of the – No, not on DraftKings. Yeah, as as a but... dynasty owner of uh, both Tim Anderson and Luis Robert, I'm a big fan. Yeah, uh, not having Tim Anderson did not play. Yeah, he <laughs> cut out there. I heard Tim Anderson, but he uh, he did not play, which sucked. Um, there we go. We're back. Sorry, we got some. We we'll have to cut this out because there were some technical difficulties. But yeah, you might have just on your end. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. It showed Chris lagging. That was weird because Chris was lagging, but Drew wasn't. But anyway, um, but yeah, that was cool. It was a really rowdy game. Um, obviously, when you're beating up on your crosstown rivals, I don't know if anybody have been to like. Mets Yankees, or I, I don't know exactly what the vibe is like for Dodgers Angels, but I imagine it'd be somewhat similar. Um, Red those Sox, cool vibes, Senators. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was fun. It was nice to got to connect with some old friends at, down in Maryland, and I got to kind of drive through my old college campus and really get the chance to walk around and stuff. But that shit was wild because they built like three hundred new dorms since I'd been there last, which was only like a year and a half ago. Um, got to see the old roller rink used to play on, which is good, and then. Yeah, I got out to Chicago, bounced around. My brother lives out there, so I got out there a little bit early and just kind of bounced around to a bunch of different stuff, the zoo, jumped in Lake Michigan and all that, a um, bunch of different breweries, nice Irish pub. If you're in Chicago, Galway Arms, great place to catch a soccer game on a Saturday or football. Um, Galway Arms is great. And then, uh, yeah, I went to a wedding. It was a black tie wedding, which was way – I felt very out of place walking, um, walking into that event, and it was at a – very fine hotel in downtown Chicago. I felt, I think I sent you guys some pictures and such, but it was uh, not exactly my average Saturday for sure. Yeah. Um, one thing that was hilarious though, was that I was, so I got, my brother lives in Lincoln park. Uh, the wedding was in downtown Chicago, not terribly far, but probably not the distance you want to walk in a tuxedo because uh, we got ready down at his apartment. And so uh, we were planning to like take an Uber down to the, to the wedding beforehand, but we also had to meet up with my brother's girlfriend and she had texted him. She was, she's training for a marathon right now. So she got up and ran like 17 miles that morning, which God bless Great. her heart. Yeah. Pre-wedding. I don't know how you do that, but she was like, Hey, I'm like running behind. I haven't gotten to eat all day. Do you guys mind stopping at Starbucks on the way to grabbing me? Meanwhile, Connor and I are fully dressed in tuxedos and we're like, well, shit, the Starbucks is like halfway. We're not going to take two Ubers and wait for them both. We don't have time. So we ended up pulling, like, it looked like out of a movie scene. We were just running pretty much down the streets of downtown Chicago Mind you, it's like 90 degrees outside in full tuxedos. Uh, and we got some strange looks. We had people land on the horn as they were driving around. It was chaotic, to say the least. Um, but there's some some videos of that, too. So I'll have to get those out to the people at some point. So I love a good black tie wedding. Um, but what I don't like about a black tie wedding is if is people just like don't know what that means. Um, yeah. So no one shows up wearing black tie. Yeah, they made sure everybody knew what it meant. So it was it was very classy. It was cool. It was I again I, I walked in and I was like, this is probably the nicest thing I'll ever be a part of. So I, I went to, to a black tie them. wedding and I was dressed better than uh like all the groomsmen and everything. So. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, that's almost the problem. <laughs> pretty pretty embarrassing situation. Yeah, no, I had to I was renting that shit because if you've met me before, you probably could tell by the everything about me that I do not own a tuxedo. So 
Um, but I will say go to work on, the, on the business side of things, I really checked out of like, it was, I know it was like a bad week to check out of news and hockey stuff, especially, and the overlap there. Because uh, there's been a lot going on with 20-year wars ending and everything going on in the hockey community right now and all that stuff. So I am a little bit out of touch. I just want to jump that in there before we uh, before we get too deep here. I'm going to be learning some all things. Right. Tonight, and so. now our segment on the uh, U.S. pulling out of Afghanistan. So, <laughs> so <laughs> it all starts. <laughs> um, it's the little thing called the Cold War back in the 19th century. All right. My... Um, uh, my stuff is just like life things that I didn't go anywhere. I've, I've stayed in my house um, because I left my uh, job at the uh, restaurant, the good old Bertucci's. Uh, I'm gearing up to move to Portland, Maine. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, me, me and Cam will be a uh, 15 minute walk away from each other. Five minute drive. I looked it up. Um, yep. <laughs> we will officially be excommunicating Chris from the Bruce and Bruce podcast. So yes. Chris, like, thank you for your service. Well, uh, well Chris no. has 90 days to evacuate his home <laughs> and his 90 day fiance, but the podcast version. That'd be a good segment. But yeah, so it's going to be exciting starting a new uh, journalism job there uh, for a newspaper. So, um, I, I'm actually resigning from the podcast now. <laughs> On to bigger and better things. No, oh, fuck off. No, you're, you're stuck with me. Oh, that was a good um, opportunity to actually use the applause, and I, I didn't use it. That's, <laughs> That's a bummer, but oh well. But yeah, so we're all we're all doing good shit. That's awesome. Good shit. Yeah, this has been a life update. Life and liberties and the pursuit of happiness. Oh, but everybody should uh, like I like countries have it. (laughs) God, some nations have it that like people are like forced to do military. Like you gotta be in the military for two years or whatever. Um, One of those in 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 America, it should be a restaurant worker or retail. I think uh, you you should. Yeah, everybody should do that. Two years of that. Or no, honestly, just a month. Most people would last a month, I feel, in either of those jobs. Miller Lite. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, want to talk a little hockey stuff on this hockey podcast? <laughs> yeah, let's do, do it. That. Um, I clicked on an article on NHL.com, and it's a weird picture of Matt Pacioretty. Um, But really, the, the main who's, hockey who's news. Matt <laughs> Max, 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 Max. Uh, Maximilian. Uh, um, no, but the uh, real news in the hockey world, especially as it like somewhat affects the Bruins, I suppose, I think it affects everyone, is that <laughs> which is kind of funny that this one thing affects a lot of teams is Jack Eichel got a new agent, uh, because his original agent wasn't getting the job done, he's been trying to get out of Buffalo for a long, long time, and there was actually a meeting that was held between Eichel and his uh, his new agent, the Buffalo Sabres the NHL, the league itself, and the NHL Players Association. Now, I, I don't know what occurred in that meeting. I would have loved to be a fly on the wall. Um, I, I Maybe... Or a person at the meeting. <laughs> I think... I, yeah, no, no. I don't want to be involved with that situation. That seems like a sticky situation. I'd rather just witness. Um, 
But, you know, maybe Eichel's being traded to the league and he's now going to be an executive. That would be cool. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think somebody no. got the scoop that he's going to be the new Gary Bettman. So. Yeah, he is. He's just going to get booed. for Not like not like just the job, but he's going to just take over every aspect of Gary Bettman's life. He's going to move in the house, take over with the kids. And I don't know if Bettman has kids, but if he does, they're, they're legally Jack Eichel's now. Yeah, so, moving into Bettman's uh, penthouse apartment. Um, Avoid uh, the lockout. I don't know where Gary <laughs> Bettman lives. Um, Gary Bettman but, specifically asked that you not know where he lives. Drew. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've spent a lot of time there the past couple of years. Um, you know, me and Gary <laughs> hanging out. Jerry, Gary. Jerry and Gary. Yeah. <laughs> Sleepy Gary. Oh, all right. Um, Gary, yeah, Gary Cheevers, Bettman. Do we want to do we want to talk about whether this is actually an impact the Bruins? Yeah, that's kind of where I was trying to go with it, but we got sidetracked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you think of like, the Bruins' chances? I feel like this means nothing because the Bruins are not no. getting. I know everybody who like has ever like sniffed the state of Massachusetts is going to end up being a Bruin one day, according to Bruins fans. But like, he's just it's just not going to happen. Like, there's no feasible way that he makes it into the cap at least in the next like year or two, probably. So, well, what, and, what and why would Buffalo were... trade him to within? To, okay, yeah. <laughs> well, if they want Pasternak and McAvoy and a first, yeah, of course. Um, I guess, yeah, that's fucking ridiculous. Um, yeah, no, it, it doesn't doesn't matter at all. It makes I, I will say it like it really says something terrible about the Buffalo Sabers that Jack Eichel had to fire his agent because he couldn't get him out of there. Like, he wants <laughs> out so bad. They were so bad that <laughs> Jack Eichel got rid of him because they couldn't get to him out of Buffalo. So it's like how how does that make you feel as a Sabres fan? I can't imagine great. There's no hope for that fucking franchise. <laughs> Poor yeah, so my roommate oh. Lexi, uh who I'm sure has appeared on this podcast at some point by accident. Um playing beer pong is a Sabres fan and uh she I think she's watched like four total games over the past two years (laughs) and she's like a big Sabres fan so I don't know I think you uh I think you get a pass it's like mental health at that point you know to just not watch that team play for a few years I think that's kind of like how a lot of Boston sports teams were for a few years back in the odd days before me and Cam were born back before y'all yeah, I, I just had to grow up through that. I, that I that must have been a like harsh 10, childhood. Yeah, Holy shit. I just suffered through like ten years of, uh, I guess probably like five years of actual consciousness before the, before uh, <laughs> Boston team started winning championships. Yeah, that's first. Yeah, it's the worst thing that any Boston sports fan has had to endure is five years of, of bad play. Right? It's uh, famously <laughs> growing up. My dad was always uh, yelling at me like, "What?" You don't understand. Yeah, yeah no, same, same, like same. You start winning, and they're like, "No, you're not supposed to happy, happy." What is this? How does this work? It's like they you're supposed to suffer for fifty years. Well, and not to mention, like I, uh, I went to Villanova, and like right after I graduated, well, they went to the Final Four the first year I was there, and right after I graduated, they won two out of three national championships. So I've been extremely spoiled. Uh, is Jack Eichel a free agent? Just to pivot real quick to uh, like at the end of this, I think this is the last year on his contract, right? Coming no, out? No, 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 no. He I don't think so. signed a he signed a pretty. Next year is the year that his no move kicks in, though, and he gets a pretty big money bonus. Oh, you're right. Holy shit! Yeah, he's ten mil cap hit through twenty five, twenty six. Never yeah. mind. Who was I thinking? There's a player we talked about in the past that's Matthias like Matthias Ekholm. 
Was it Echo? I don't know, but he's up after this year. <laughs> yeah, it was many uh, players. There you go. I mean, Chris, you've had your eye on him for a while, so yeah. You, uh, um, if but, you were so, GM. <laughs> so one of the things I was going to say about Eichel is that I, I forget. I think someone said it on this podcast of like one of our guests, I believe, um, was just talking about the most likely scenario in which Jack Eichel ends up on the Bruins is like when he's 37, he comes and finishes his last two years here. It would have to be like an Aginla thing, you know what I mean? Or something like that, where it's like you sign him after the prime and throw him in the middle six and see what happens. Like, it's the only way I would see it happening. Yeah, Jack it just it sucks because it makes so much sense with Krejci gone and, uh, and yeah. Bergeron getting old that like getting a guy like that would be an awesome transition, but there's just no way. Too good to be true. Yeah, some things well, are. I, who I've else? Seen, who else could it be? I, I've seen a lot of people, uh, like you know, wish casting this is like. Well, I mean, like the Bruins could give up this, 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 and this, and like ag- actually get it done. I know uh, Matt Porter came on here and gave a pretty good case for uh, like Carlo plus a few guys um, and some picks, but at the same time, like they still got to outbid other teams that aren't in the division and. Mm-hmm. And also, at some point, you have to address the fact that, <clears throat> not this directly, but the Athletic just ranked your prospect <laughs> pool as number 29 in the league, and you have a fair number of your better players in the back end of the career. So as much as you'd like to sink all your money into Jack Eichel and act like you're going for it for the next decade, it's just not very realistic. At some point, you have to start thinking about the organization beyond the top line or two. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It would be awesome. I would love to, you know, if, if you're playing NHL, 21 out there because don't buy nhl 22 it looks like shit um <laughs> I then bought, I don't know yet. 18, so. if you're playing any of them go ahead and trade for jack eichel on the bruins and turn the salary cap off and let us know how it goes because we're curious but um in real life i don't uh i don't see it budding at any point soon here i also refuse to buy a uh an nhl game where they put Austin Matthews on the cover like three years after they put him on the, yeah literally two twice three years content. Yeah, it's, it's, well, because the whole game is recycled content. So we don't even recycle works. content. Yeah, I know. If we, we don't would. do it, then EA, you have no fucking excuse. Yeah, but it's all right. We're on a zero dollar budget as we get to do this nice, nice fee of zero. <laughs> <laughs> we actually had to pay Jaffe to come on. So <laughs> <laughs> just to say, that's that's not true. Just to, in case people are. <laughs> We did after to, after we had to pay him off to not talk shit about us. So. We did offer to Venmo him for the beer. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I actually don't remember that, but that's amazing. And then he had water, so yeah. Do we Venmo him? We don't know. <laughs> um, no, any we other, didn't pay anyone. Any we haven't Bruins paid anyone ever. Are very loosely tied to the Bruins rumors that we want to address. After all, it is the end of um, August, so this is what we do now. I think they're done. <laughs> I think they're done making moves the the team is done the bruins yeah they're done they're they're gonna (laughs) call on to quebec dumping it it. quebec city bruins they're saying uh they're saying the arizona coyotes are gonna have to move to a different place so uh um i guess the bruins are gonna move to arizona that shit did piss me off when uh everybody started reporting that the coyotes were moving and i don't know if not i shouldn't say everybody but it's just like not the case of what was happening I mean, no, like they are te- technically moving arenas, but like yeah, their arenas sick of them being there. Yeah, that pissed me off. I like that day when the news initially broke. I like was driving to work and like turned on sports talk radio, and which was the first mistake. 
And they're like, yeah, you know, it's after all this time the Coyotes are moving. And, you know, the, the Phoenix, they just rejected the Coyotes. And, you know, after all this time, they're finally going to move to either Quebec City or Houston. And I'm stating that as if it's, like, all a fact. And I was just like, none of this is even remotely true. First of all, they're not moving. Second of all, they weren't rejected by the fa- That's just so disrespectful to say to that franchise. And uh, they fans. also weren't in Phoenix in the first place. Dude. And third of all, they weren't in yeah. fucking Phoenix. Yeah, they exactly. They were in Glendale. And yeah. guess what? Yeah. They're moving closer to their fans. So this whole, like, oh, the fans rejected them narrative. I was like, fucking hell. Like, I get it for, like, stupid people on Twitter to do it. And I don't want to name any names here because I'm sure they just don't familiar with hockey. But it's like one of those things where it's like, don't start reporting that as fact. You know what I mean? Like you have to at least say you're speculating if you clearly are speculating. Because now the average person tunes in is like, yeah, see, fucking hockey in the desert doesn't work, even though it's just <laughs> not at all what's happening. So anyway, there's my there's my TED talk for today. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed. Oh, um, women's world championships. USA yeah. won today. Beat Finland three nothing. Actually, I didn't see the oh, end yeah. of the game, but I, I, I tuned out at like two and a half minutes after they scored that empty netter. Um, but I assume it was three nothing. Um, boy, do we have news for you? No. Did they be, and, oh did no. They play... <sighs> Never mind. We okay. Thanks, Drew. <laughs> uh, and then uh, once again, didn't catch the end of the uh, Canada Switzerland game, but it looked like Canada was gonna take that one. Um, yeah, so the Swiss I was, plane, so I, I was actually just following through Chris's tweets. <laughs> so, Swiss, are, nice. Swiss are too peaceful and neutral for hockey. I think. Great cheese, though. Great yeah. cheese. So, That's uh, a history well, joke. Excited for that, uh, you know, constant rematch. But yeah, yeah, USA. It's always good, though. You know what I mean? It's like one of those ones where it's like, I don't want part of you wants to see different matchups, but part of you is like, I don't know any any hockey this, tournament that's international where we don't get like where we don't get that where you don't get like USA Canada. It's like all right, well I feel like we got cheap skated this time, which like I'm happy to see the Olympic qualifying groups too for uh, for the men's side. I believe was has has the US and Canada in the same group and stuff. Like you know what I mean? You want to see that? That's those are the best games to watch every time. Any international competition. My my favorite thing to do. We were talking about Chell. One of my favorite things to do in those games though is like play as like the uh, Great Britain team. Or the Australia national yeah, yeah, team. China. That's like yeah. that's like sixty three overall. Yeah, <laughs> they had generous, except for like they, they have, have, like they, they have their real players though. Yeah, I'm pretty damn sure they have their real players, which is kind of cool because there's actually some like some of those leagues are actually like you know I, I feel like most hockey is good hockey. You know, if it seems like they blown pros, out. Yeah. Like it's good. Do they hockey. have the Kenyan national team? I'm not sure. I don't I, think they do on EA. Probably they not. They're EA. To, yeah. I don't even think they have all the NHL teams on EA. To be honest with you, but <laughs> um, I will say though, like it, it'd be cool to play as like Slovenia and just like have like Anze Kopitar and then just like dudes from Slovenia like yeah. behind him would be pretty cool. Uh, although like, they actually did decent last time they were in uh, like major international tournament, but I, I don't really remember to be honest with you. So. Maybe I'm thinking of their soccer team. I don't know. Uh, is there Olympics yeah, I mean, coming up too? The the last one I remember was the World Cup, and uh, yeah, and th- that was Team Europe. So it was like Char, yeah, and the fake shit, yeah. and Seidenberg and all that. Yeah, um, but they did go to the finals against uh, TNA. Yeah, that was kind of a <laughs> that's kind of a botched job as far as that went. Oh, but... <laughs> oh well. Um... Oh, what one last thing I did want to address before we uh, head into Friday's episode, unless there's something else appropriate for this episode, um, was that uh, Jimmy Hayes, his uh, funeral, 
was I actually forget the exact day. I it was either today, the day we we're recording, or yesterday. Uh, but Kevin Hayes, his brother, and also a member of the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, he's Philly now, right? I just not remember him being on um, yeah, other teams too. But uh, he gave a very emotional speech. I don't know if you guys saw this. Um, but he was telling a story about how there was a uh, a 12-year-old who had cancer that went to the Bruins locker room when the Hayes was part of the Bruins. And Hayes brought him into the locker room and asked, like, <clears throat> who his favorite player was. Uh, and he's like, it doesn't have to be me. Uh, and it was David Krejci. So Hayes brought him over to David Krejci, and the three of them talked for, like, 20 minutes. Um, and the kid said it was probably, like, one of the best nights he had ever had. So it just, like, it's everything I've seen since uh, since he passed away. It's, it just talks about how amazing of a human being he was. Um, and that was just, like, one instance of uh, just, like, the positive impact he had on many people's lives, which... I just think it's so amazing how the whole like the whole hockey community is just like this this guy wasn't he was an amazing man, not just a good hockey player, but um yeah. yeah. So I, I just wanted uh, to at least mention that. Yeah, I um was going back through um just because I was curious, I was like, Oh, I know this is a guy that I had like written about during my time at the hockey Raiders. actually this is when we were all there actually, this is twenty fifteen when they mm-hmm. first got him. Um, and I, so I, I Googled like, you know, just my name with them and stuff to see what came up. And, uh, this kind of speaks to that, but I found an article from when him and Bolesky were picked up, um, just kind of previewing like, Hey, what are, you know, what they're going to be like in the Bruins, that sort of thing. And the only quote I had in there was one I pulled from Sean Thornton. And, uh, the first thing he said was, I love that kid. He's a hardworking kid, a great team guy. And I'll tell you, he'll be a guy that's proud to pull on that sweater. And, uh, you know, obviously hockey contributions aside, I think that was something that um, everybody, especially over the last week, I really had praise for just his character and the type of guy he was off the ice and stuff. And, you know, obviously on as hockey fans, we have, we have tendencies to judge players based on their performance and stuff like that. Um, But it's, it's so important to remember that these are people and stuff. And um, to me, any, anybody like him who can, make an impact on like a kid like drew just mentioned is you know that's that's so much more important than anything you're doing on the ice is just spreading that that love and the joy of the game and everything that comes with it so um obviously just so awful what happened and you can't begin to put that into words but to see the the outpouring of community support and you know hopefully an opportunity to bring people together and remind them about what's important in hockey for real is is good so glad to see some positives coming out of it Yep. All right. No good segue out of that, but I, know. <laughs> yeah. I think the segue is to end the episode. <laughs> uh, cheers to Jimmy. Cut you in the next episode. Yeah.